I can hear you, Schmoopy. Schmoopy and B.A. Sausage Man. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Publish, Perish or Podcast, your opportunity to look behind the scenes of science to see if science dances sober. Ooh, I'm Andy Stapleton and joining me today are Cameron Shearer. Hello. And Christopher Gibson. Good results, BA. Good reviewers, comments, schmoopy. Uh, thank and good you. results to thank you. Thank you, Teabag. Thanks, Teabag. Um, all right. Teabag, are you a sober dancer? <laughs> Shall I answer this for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on. No, no well, all right. Schmoopy, <laughs> you've seen me dance. Good Do you listen. think I was sober? Well, did you, when did you dance? At your wedding. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, oh, we were brilliant. up having a boogie. I can't remember. Yeah, that, was, no. that was amazing. No, you wouldn't, you wouldn't dance sober. No, I'm not a sober no. dancer. I'm a drunk dancer. Okay, Cameron. A drunk dad dancer, the worst kind. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, it's um, probably not. No. But I do enjoy dancing at the moment. I'm going through a bit of a phase. A I bit used, of a I dancing used to, phase? I used to always hate it. Oh. Yeah. Um, no, I have. I, I used to be a non-sober dancer. Okay. Um, but recently I cut back on alcohol and now I have no choice. Mm-hmm. So, And one thing I realized is everyone else is drunk. Yeah. So, and the, the more like a drunk dancer you dance, the more you fit in. So it's perfect. So I can really let loose. Do you, um, feel, do you feel more self-conscious as a sober dancer? Oh, of dancer? course. I don't know what to do with my hands. Oh, uh, yeah. The feet are okay. Yeah, up and down. Yes, right. Yeah. Hips. Left to right. Left to right. Yep. Do you have a bit of an overbite? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I, sh- I don't. But the hands, I don't know what to do with the hands. Like, yeah. I do the odd point. Yeah. Like, That's hey. One. Classic. And then like, Roll yeah. the dice. Roll the dice. That looks not like rolling the dice. <laughs> what casino <laughs> do you go to? in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> what wang? Wanking men or Chris? <laughs> or wanking tall guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Would um would science dance sober? Oh, I mean, would science even dance? Would science sully itself with a human activity like that? What well, what's think? the reason for dancing? Well, the dancing is to be happy, to let loose of some tension. Ooh, yeah, I I'm don't think sure science this. requires dancing for the release of tension. Fine. Yeah, I have to agree. I don't think science would even dance. Andy? I think science would dance and it would only do it if it was really, really drunk. Because science is in the corner. It's like, I don't really want to get involved. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it's, you know, it's its birthday. Yeah. And it's like, oh, whatever. And it just lets loose. And then uh, it would start thrusting and people would have to take it home. (laughs) That's you. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Whoops. (laughs) Can you hear that? What is it? It's not Santa. Who is it? It's a sack full of science news. Uh, okay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> uh, Schmoopy, off you go. That's me. I'm going to the Canadian Light Source next week. Ooh. Bloody hell. Been so, to Canada before? No, first time to North America. Can- uh, hold uh, on. Can- oh, can- uh, Canadian joke. What's okay. it all about? I don't know. What is it all about? <laughs> What's your visit all about? I think that's the punchline. Uh, did you say a joke or just a... It's their accent. They, <laughs> they, they talk funny. So hey, you talk funny. Yeah, so do we, probably. I wish I, I wish I could say, if you are a Canadian listener and you want to meet up with Cameron, oh. let us know, but I don't think this podcast yeah. is going to be out in time. Well, how, what's our listener numbers in Saskatoon? Did you look, have you looked that up? No, but I'll let you know. Okay, that'd be interesting. Yeah. So I've, I've just been mostly preparing for that. I think I'm ready to go. Good. Uh, how do I'm... you prepare? Just get samples ready. Yeah. Schmoopy, question. Please. What will you be looking at in Canada? What, Probably what, what will your experiments be, be concerning? Uh, so this is very similar to what I did at the Australian Synchrotron. Yeah, you uh, told us it's the same proposal. It is. Yes. So I have carbon nanotubes. And mm-hmm. I want to know what type, what energy level their electrons sit at. Ugh, so mm-hmm. boring already. So I, sh- mm-hmm. I uh, shoot it with light and see the energy of the electrons which come off. Oh, look at that. That's some science there, people. Shooting electrons, energy. Yep. I'm in. Oh, um, 
Um, you're not invited. Uh, what? I, no. bought, I've, I bought a snow jacket. Is it even snow in there? <laughs> no, no. And you sh- if you really wanted to come, you should have got tickets. Oh, shit. Not just a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, uh, no real good research news for me this week. Okay. But I've been doing a lot of reviewing Ooh. for some reason. I don't know. They seem to just come in clumps. Yeah. Yep. What's your... I will review this to no thank you very much ratio. Well, I review probably 90%. Wow, good on you. Yeah. Good on you. All right. But so this week I've got a um, bit of a other side of the the table because we often complain about reviewers. Yeah, we do. I'm going to complain about reviewers as well. You're going to complain about yourself. I'm going to complain about the other reviewers on the papers that I review. Yeah, wow, this so is great. This is hardcore complaining. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Is what I did, Cameron. If anyone can do hardcore complaining, I trust it's you. Let's let's bring it. Um, so today I actually re-reviewed two papers. Mm. So I said major revisions or reject, and they've yeah. come back. Now one of the ones which was just the paper was just bad, bad, bad. So many mistakes. <laughs> Three bad. Bad, bad cubed. <laughs> bad cubed, bad English, Yeah. Uh, bad figures, bad bad science. Bad, bad, bad. I said that in um, a few more words than that in my reply. <laughs> yeah. Another of the reviewers wrote, an excellent paper should be published as is. Oh, what Disputes. So I don't mind someone saying to publish a paper because it's good enough. For the journal, yeah, but that was not an excellent paper. That is something dodgy is going on there. So you reckon it's someone's friend? Yep, indeed, indeed. This well, is... What what do you what can you do? Well, just th- reject again. Well, I just make sure that I'm, I'm doing my job correctly. Yeah. Yep, that's yeah. all you can do. That's all you can do. All right, another one, different paper. Now was this is a classic. One of the reviewers wrote. It's good, it's good. How about this? How about this? Oh, and can you please cite these following four important articles in the field? And I had a look at them. They all have the exact same last author. Oh, I wonder who that reviewer is. Exactly. So what now what would I what should you do as a reviewer when you see that? It's it's not your place to I don't think you can really do anything. No. <clears throat> I don't think it's your place to Pick on other reviewers. Yeah, that's up to the editor and also the the authors to say no. This isn't. So the only papers they suggested were their papers. All had the exact same last author. Uh, Maybe this person was the leader in the field, but it's a field uh, where there's so many papers yeah. that you should like something dodgy's going on there. It's like when we get that to us without one of our papers, we might cite one of them maybe or yeah. something. Because you're kind of trying to appease the reviewer, but you can't just call them out for being dodgy. Yep. Yep. Anyway, I, as a reviewer, have the option to write confidential <gasps> notes to the editor as part of my review. Yeah. Notes, notes to the editor. Notes to the editor. So I quickly checked that the editor wasn't one of the <laughs> authors. You wasn't did, the last that author. That was good thinking, Cameron. And I, I would have just fired it off. <laughs> and I wrote, I sincerely hope that... Reviewer number one was is not an author on any of those papers that they suggested to cite. Yeah, although is it is it illegal, so to speak, in the science world? I mean, it must be. It's gaming, right? Yeah. It's gaming the system for your own your own. At the least, it's unethical, and yeah. I expect it's. I don't know what what is the, at worst. It's kind of like gerrymandering. Black, is that what it's called? Blackmail. Yeah, it is blackmail. Like if you're saying that you won't publish the paper if they don't cite that work well it's kind of the unspoken then that is blackmail yeah Yeah, it's kind of the unspoken thing like as a reviewer you'd say great but it needs these additions and as the people writing you would just go yeah 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 because you just want it published so yeah yeah, they they want the easiest path possible and this guy's made it made them jump through hoops for his own benefit Mm. Absolutely. So, I mean, I'll probably never see that again. And the easy, so the editor will want to be non-confrontational because that's the easy, the path of least resistance. So I'm, I'm expecting nothing to happen, but I just couldn't not point out that something bad's going on there. Cameron, I, I feel like you're the Batman 
of the publishing world. Yeah. I think Batman's a bit more effective than my little little uh, <laughs> confidential complaints. Yeah. Well, he is fictional. Yeah. And you are actually real, Cameron. I, did you feel good though? Feel ethical? Did it feel if it obviously felt like the right thing to do or do you just feel like you're stirring the pot and they're going to be like fuck this guy? Yeah. I actually was very close to writing it in my non like just my my comments to the authors just right. saying I don't think those papers are necessary to be Whoa. to be signed. I love stirring the well, pot. That's I, excellent. I've got I've got I've got a grenade to throw in. I have reviewed a paper and I have suggested one of my own papers get cited. How many? One. Was it, Chris, now be honest, was it that this paper really, really needed it for the science or did you suggest it because... It was a cantilever paper and I did feel that my work was deeply relevant to it. So I can't deny it. I can't tell if you're lying, but... But was your reason... So that's okay if it makes the paper better. Correct. Did it make the paper better? Did it make your career a little bit better? Did it make the paper better? I mean, I, that means that you shouldn't have done it. I certainly think. It, <laughs> I certainly think it made it, it made the citation list better. Okay. And more appropriate. Yeah, I've never and I've never thought. Well, what a great rounder. citation list. But technically, probably not. No, I guess it probably wouldn't have. I mean, if the if if the paper wasn't there, would it have changed anything? Probably mm. not. How many times have you, you've done that once? I've done it a couple of times. And do you feel like you're just doing it because other people are doing it, or do you like what you feel like you're just part? You're, you're joining in the game. I would only do it unless I really feel that it's actually relevant, mm. and that that work should have been cited. Yeah, because I see I do. We've got a couple of papers where we've used a novel technique or two, and you see the papers out there, and it's like, why is our work not being? cited in that mm. paper that doesn't make any sense mm. are you expecting a response from the edit from the editor so i i mean i often write so in in your review there's always the spot where you write what the authors see and yeah. other reviewers and then the spot where just the editor sees yeah. i often write something in there Ooh. and i've only ever once got a reply okay which was when i found out a friend of mine's an editor Yep. And I just wrote, is it fun being an editor? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah, nice. And that's the only time I've ever got a reply. Good. Uh, but Chris, I had something to ask you about your adding. Ah, yes. So I think that maybe some reviewers think that it's kind of their reward for reviewing the paper, that they then get a cite out of it. Because you don't get paid. You don't get paid. It's a mm. thankless job. Yeah. Me re-reviewing this paper, these papers, I mean, I, it's not fun. And no. I get, I'm, I'm getting nothing out of it, except for maybe the editors might think this guy's a nice guy, but and they're actually in journals below what I would try to publish in. And how long are they giving you oh, to review small. these papers? What's the time period? Oh, long typically? enough, like two weeks or something. Okay, cool. Mm. Yeah. All right, I got a, I got two more. Oh, now, Jesus Christ! What? Excuse me for doing science. This is a science podcast, isn't it? Not anymore. It's all about films. <laughs> oh, good. No. Oh, Cameron, oh, good. The Expanse season two just came out. No. All right, right, right. We're back to science. <laughs> all right. Damn it. So something that Chris Chris prides himself. This is Chris T-Bag Gibson over here. T-Bag, yep. He prides Falcon. himself on his ability to write the reply to reviewers. Yeah, and his tactic. I mean, I don't want to, don't want to like pull the curtain back here, but his tactic oh, when you're it, not pull it back <laughs> when you're not entirely sure how to answer a question, you just write all the words. You hit them with a wall of text, <laughs> and they won't know where what to say next. You beat them into submission. Two pages of text to answer a question. They're not going to get through it, and they're just going to go, oh. At That's least they tried. Fine. They did more than try. They yeah. did too much. Yeah. All right. I got a wall of text today. Ooh. These people were writing two-page responses to questions. But you're wise to it, see? I'm wise to yeah. it. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> what does Gibbo deserve? So I wrote back saying... Fuck off, Gibbo. <laughs> <laughs> Why isn't Chris Gibson an author on this paper? <laughs> I wrote back saying, I appreciate the effort put in by the authors. Oh, God. In fact, some of their responses are so long, I'm having trouble determining if they've actually answered the question I asked or not. Ooh, very good. Yeah. Yeah. Can you please succinctly reply to the following comments? Not bad. Not bad. And then I just asked the same questions again. 
Yeah. Because I think that they just tried mm. to fluff fluff out of it because they don't have a good answer. They tried to falcon you out of that. Yeah. Teabag, yeah. And now the the other the other way I also got this week where I asked some pretty obvious things. For instance, please include the excitation energy for your photoluminescence measurements. So mm-hmm. all that did right. Add, a number. Dude was writing a number. Yeah. yeah. To which they replied, "Thank you for your kind comment. You will find the appropriate changes in the ma- in the manuscript highlighted in yellow." Now, I had about six questions and four of them were answered the exact same way. I couldn't uh, find those changes in the document. So that's that's, uh, that's a bold tactic, isn't it? <laughs> wow. Answered your question. The bold tactic of saying changed it. You know, they're hoping change. for they're hoping for you'll look at it and just go fine. Yeah, they're yeah. hoping for a, a a poor re-review. That's, that's what they're hoping for. Oh my yeah. god, that just it just all of these things really demonstrate to me that it really just is a massive honesty system. Yeah, like there's no real checks. Honesty system slash game. Like why yeah. would the, the editor should have just stopped them? Like I'm not going to even send this to re-review until you actually answer their questions. Yeah. But these, but editors are also normally academics. They're incredible, and they're not reading the really papers. Really busy. They're, they're not, not reading, reading the papers, them. even though they're yeah. meant to be. The but they're first. getting they're yep. getting the kudos for being an editor. I'm not yeah. getting many kudos for being a stringent reviewer who spends too too much time on chemistry select articles. Absolutely, Cameron. Absolutely. Anyway, mm-hmm. all you people out there, just stop annoying me. Yeah. <laughs> stop throwing walls of text at Cameron. <laughs> Come on, guys. You heard him. I'll see stop through it. it. <laughs> There's no amount of annoyance that I won't get through to prove someone yeah, wrong. When I put down a reviewer for an article, I won't be putting down a movie. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, well done. Well, well done. done. Cameron, you contributed well to well the done. scientific world. Good. In the most good on you. Way. Am I keeping honor and ethics alive yeah. in science review? Yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's great. It has to be someone has to do it because it's not fucking teabag over it's here. It's not me apparently. Yeah. <laughs> um, quick from me. Uh, New videos up on YouTube. This is yeah. my this is my new attempt at uh, creating a bit more of a portfolio in the multimedia world. So that's Holy good. Go yeah. check sure. them out. I really like the second one with the the news type. Oh thing. yeah, yeah. So I'm doing really another good. one this week. So the idea is it's like like a quick snapshot of, of news multimedia. Which is the one where you were wearing lipstick? Is that the first one? First one, yeah. Because no. I couldn't get the color balance right. <laughs> <laughs> I figured out a really a fingered. Ugh, I figured out <laughs> a really easy way to do it. It's still not quite right, but yeah. I'm getting there. Put a bit of white piece, piece of paper up first. No, no, no. It's really boring. I'll show you. You have to like... Yeah, it's boring. It's really boring. Anyway, I'm Are you I'm talking about colour there. balance or applying lipstick? What are you talking about? Um, no, I just, I'm just i not wearing lipstick anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, so, it wasn't lipstick. I was sexually aroused through the entire video. <laughs> so, Chris, just quickly, in your mind, what does colour balance mean when he's talking about it? Oh, um, <laughs> the closest I can come to is brightness and contrast on PowerPoint when you're adjusting that. But that's got no colour in it. No, it? it's kind of like that balance, but with like is it loads of them for different colours. So I see a big mosaic of colours, and yep. you're pressing buttons. Yeah, to and I'm like grabbing it. a little slider, and I'm moving it up, down, left, yeah. right, and yeah, to change the colour. Is yeah. that is that is that pretty well it? That's yeah. colour balance. Yeah, that's not yeah. bad. Well done. Yeah. Uh, oh, writing for Cosmos, which is great. Yes. So, oh, it's back. Yeah, it's back. Um, the editor approached me, which is brilliant. Ooh. And I don't know if I told, uh, maybe I didn't say this on the podcast, but I stopped writing. I, I set myself a minimum rate. Yes. Right? This guy, I, I did the calculation. I'm earning more money by doing quarter of the work from what I was doing with the other group. Okay, great. So it's really good. Yeah. So there we are. So got All to right. keep that well, going. Now they Do know a good that. Job. They're going to lower the price on you? Yeah, how dare they? Bloody hell. Um, and feedback from listeners very quickly is uh, we've got a Twitter, a tweet, a Twitter Ooh, mention. Good. And it said, another amazing podcast. Oh, wow. Whoa. Yeah. Who was yeah. that? Was that you or me? Uh, no, that was Noni. And she says, ah. and it's not just because I mentioned, because we mentioned her in that podcast. Oh, so, very good. Noni, very good. get it out there because yep. you've just been mentioned. Yep. Another amazing podcast. Well done. Well done to us. Gibbo News. No, don't do the the breath means it's going to go for about twenty minutes. No, no, no. This isn't going to be too much news this week. This is this is going to be um, this is not going to be massive news. We'll get from on with it, Falcon. <laughs> this is going to be T-bag. just normal general news. So I think we mentioned this in a previous podcast, but as I recall, it degenerated into uh, talking about knobs and willies at toilets. Sounds good. So that might get heavily edited. That bit of news. So let me re-say this bit of news. Without okay. toilet talk. So, okay. Ingo 
our one of our big big listeners number one fan number one fan got a promotion to associate professor well done well done Ingo well done Ingo well done okay now um last week we talked about cover art yes and we talked about Schmoopy Ooh, yeah. doing cover yeah. art. I haven't, yeah. heard, I haven't heard back unless you've heard back. No, no, no. I haven't heard back. No. Oh. So an article in which I'm a co-author is front cover of a journal. What? Ooh. Yep. Let me show you. I've accidentally- Is it a picture of your face? No. I've accidentally printed it out. And there it is. <laughs> that's not- that, That's an actual cover. That's oh, from an article. Oh, God. They should have asked it's, me to help out. Yeah, that's, honestly. That's one of Chalkies. Look, it, it gets the message across. So Laying we'll, waste to mercury, inexpensive sorbents, sorbents made from sulfur and recycled cooking oil. Sorbents wasn't said twice. I just repeated myself. Published in the journal called Chemistry, a European journal. Sorry, uh, BA, keep going. What are yeah. you no, uh, I think that it gets the message across yes. loud and clear. But you know, just just add a little bit of flavour, add a <laughs> add a drop shadow. Cameron, what would you what would you do that to that to 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 schmoopy it up a bit? <sighs> Different font. <laughs> it does uh, get the is, message across. Are you going to yeah. describe it, Chris? Uh, or so is the this is gonna... a this is a project all about removing mercury. Describe the cover. I have to, I have to I have to describe what it's uh, about first. Obviously, uh, logically, you read the title. Um, and so it's a <laughs> circle with a, a line through it, and in the middle of the circle with a line is the elemental symbol for mercury, which is HG. So it's basically saying no to mercury. No to mercury. Laying waste. So because I'm a co-author on that paper, that's essentially my cover. <laughs> well done, well Gibbo. Well Chris. Thanks, guys. And good on to uh, Chalks. Yeah. Well done, Chalks. Superhero of the show. Chalkster. Well done. Um... No, just a quick little bit of um, podcast news. <gasps> the, we've, the latest one's only been out for two days, and I was talking to Andy about this on the drive over. We're, what, 150 listens in two days? That's right. Is it? Yeah. Cool. Unbelievable. Thanks. Unbelievable number of Gibsonites yeah. out there. Thank you so much. Thank yeah, you so much. Yeah, the UT baggers. <laughs> Thanks very much, guys. All right. Now, uh, we're at the business end of Gibbo's news because it's Cameron's Rubbish Science Competition. The Peapop Most Relevant Scientist of the Year competition. <laughs> yes. Oh, Cameron's most relevant scientist of the year competition. There we go. The uh, tried and true Andy screeching talk. There Don't um, segment intros for other radio shows. Aren't they always the same? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. All right. Yeah. So you do know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he just doesn't care. This is my podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, well, no, it's not. <laughs> you said it's right. It's our podcast. It, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's mainly mine. But anyway. Um, <laughs> so last time we did this, it was only a week ago. Yep. So you wouldn't expect the m- numbers to move much. But guess what? What's Gibbo's score? Last week, 1.98. Now, around 2. 2.0. Yes. I'm not moving up quick, but I'm like Frankenstein's monster. I'm just like lurching forward and you guys are running your head, but I'll eventually catch you and break your back. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have no more papers published ever. Oh, you're fucked, yeah. So, no, I'm going to beat you. Didn't you mention there's one in the works? Oh, shit, there's one in the works. Yeah, I should take my name off that. (laughs) There you go, man. I'll just keep delaying it until next year. I will. Price you pay for being mediocre. There you go. You keep publishing. Uh, Cameron. 2.93. 2.93. Why are you saying my name now? Because I think I've won. Because you're the next one. Okay. 2.93. Because <laughs> you're the next one. There you go. Logical. 2.93. Now. Okay. No, no, That's no. more than yours. No, no. Now, 2.96. Whoa. And you're still more than me. Good. Uh, I know. Of course. <laughs> All right. I assume I'm about a four. No, no. You you last week and about for the last 20 podcasts. All right. Fuck point- off. <laughs> I've left research, by the way. You can still get sites. <laughs> No, because I'm not reviewing papers and saying, please cite me. Like you fucking losers. Well, you, I think we've talked about this. <laughs> not me. I only suggest. I don't demand. I just suggest. All right. Get on. Come on. We'll, 2.07 yep. for Andy. 2.07. Now Ooh, 2.07. Oh, that's okay. As long as I haven't gone down. It's stable. This is only three weeks away from being ahead of you. Yeah, yeah. All not right. Far at all all yeah. right. Yeah. Calm down, guys. Now, you Martin. You still get asked to review papers. No. You gotta be affiliated with the university. If I get a paper to review, do you want me to like No, I don't want to it. tell them to cite one of your papers? Yeah, yeah, do it. All right, cool. Uh Martin Sweetman, or as I've worked out in Spanish, Sweetman in Spanish is Dolce Hombre. 
Dolce. So Martin, Dolce Ombre. 2.64. Now, mm-hmm. 2.64. Oh. It's only been a week. Renee Gorham. Gosh, the a champion. massive 3.31 last week. Still a massive 3.31, but that's victory again for Renee Gorham. Right. Well, done. well done. I've in, I've improved the most this week. Oh, God, always trying to find the... Yes, that's what you won. The, the, you, you won, won a, the badge won. for most improved. Yeah, yeah you went up 0.03, <laughs> I went up 0.02. So as a fraction, I've probably gone up more. So I'll probably win. No, um, the gross value is what matters. <laughs> <laughs> so Renee Gorham, well done, Renee. You oh, yeah, are Renee. winning again. Yeah. And that's for it for Falcons News. Can you smell that? God, I can. What did you have for lunch? I had topic for the day. Oh, I didn't Does that realize work? Well, didn't, I thought that was a serious wake up joke. I didn't sniff at all. Yeah. <laughs> Camera thought his house was on fire. All right. The topic for the day is moving from a PhD to a postdoc. That's something we've all done. Was, yeah. this, a, was this a forum question? It's a, it is. For, yeah, it is. It is a forum question. It's from Noni. Very good. And uh, yeah, she wants to know about that transition. Mm. And yeah. it's something we've all done. It almost feels like it's not, it's like the end of an apprenticeship, right? Could I, could I, could I interrupt? I don't usually. <laughs> oh, it's not like you to know. interrupt. <laughs> Sorry. I? I don't usually You're interrupt. Right. Can I, can I just, let's pull back. So we're, 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 we're focused on the earth. We're, yeah. we're pulling yeah. back to the solar system. Yeah. Um, before we get into PhD to postdoc, what is, do you guys, in your opinion, what is the biggest transition in a scientific career? Ooh. Like, for example, um, high school to undergrad, undergrad to honours. So you mean the most to, different? Yeah. What did you? What have? What have you found the most challenging so far in your science scientific career? Uh, I reckon it's undergrad to first research project. I was going to say the same thing. Well, yeah, I was undergrad to honours because that's when I did my first. Yeah, research same thing. Project. Like my, the my first actual year. research. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you go, I'm great at exams, and everyone tells you how great you are, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, here's the project. Good luck. Yeah. And you're like, what the, this, this, nothing prepared for me for this. And how yeah. well prepared did undergraduate labs prepare you for actual research? Look, it taught me the fine motor skills that I probably needed, but mm-hmm. it did not help with the with anything really. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult for that. Yeah, no, I, I'd actually agree because I sort of felt for me it was my first exposure to research yeah. and how fucking hard it can be Yeah, and how frustrating it can be. Yeah. Now we're in the situation where you're at the end of your PhD. Let's say that you've, you, you know, you've, you've passed, you're definitely there. So you've definitely got skills. You've got specialist knowledge. You've got skills. <laughs> and you've got specialist, specialist knowledge in your field. Mm-hmm. So what makes it, what, what's so different about going from PhD to postdoc? Cameron. Well, I think it really depends on the situation. So I I finished my PhD and then I worked earning postdoc money Ooh. in the same research group for three months. Yeah. Kind of as I was looking for jobs while waiting for visas to go through, etc. Yep. And that there was no change. Like you don't just wake up the next day and be a new person. Yeah. The change was when I went to the new group mm. and then I kinda had to be the uh, the postdoc. The postdoc. Yeah. And then, I mean, I'm sure some people can get away with never being like the responsible person. They can always just be the, you know, them, the slacker, the hard worker, the whatever mm-hmm. else they want to be. So it depends really. Yeah. So when you went to your new research group, yeah, what was it they expected from you that you didn't do as a PhD student? I think that the biggest change for me was the kind of expectation to join in meetings regarding the research progress of students mm. and then to to be a bit more of a part in the planning yeah. of the, that research. So I like you as a PhD student I was often involved in the execution of other people's work, you know, yeah. like just helping them out doing some parts, but never really in that planning part. Mm. And then I So had, you're a little bit more bossier. Well, I I don't like being bossy because if I'm bossy and then the experiment doesn't work, mm. I feel really guilty. I okay. don't know how other people get, get over that. Mm-hmm. But that makes me very careful with what I actually suggest people to do. Yeah. And then the other part of being the postdoc was just, just a general responsibility. 
So if I something was clearly unsafe, it mm. was much more difficult for me to look the other way mm. when I felt like I was the most responsible person and therefore was the, someone who should tell someone that not to do it or to come up with a plan to mm-hmm. to fix that up. Did you feel more important? I think I did. <laughs> I think I did. I th- but I do think that's important. That's important. That feeling of progression. Yeah. And when you when you got the postdoc title and people look up to you a little bit more, especially if you move institutions. Yeah. I think that's that's important. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it feels good until someone asks you. So are you a PhD student or honors student mm. now? Mm. That one gets yeah. my goat. Mm. But yeah. at least it means I must look yeah. young. Chris. Yeah, when I get it, um, <laughs> I, I'm, it, it you know, it, 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 I'm chuffed when people say Gibbo. Gibbo, tell me about if you can remember it. Tell me about Ooh. when you changed from PhD to your first postdoc. What, so what, my what first postdoc like? was in one of the greatest seats of learning in Western civilization. Where's that? Uh, the other university in England that's not Oxford. You mean the second university? Was that your first postdoc? My first postdoc. I think was I was surprised there. every time you tell me. That. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've told you a million times. Did you just like? Kick the door in and go, I'm Gibbo, what up? Thank you. Yes, exactly right. <laughs> I, I rolled in and just said, Oi, I'm here. What's going With on? With a boom box on your shoulder. Yeah. Were, do- you, were you a few weeks late for that postdoc? No, 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 no. I turned <laughs> up one time. They knew when I was getting there. Um, what was interesting about it was definitely the responsibility was much higher. So straight away, they're letting me know. Yeah. You know, a lot more was expected. And also, you start getting students looking to you. Like you're the postdoc, so you're expected to know. They expect you to know a lot more. Mm. If it's your first postdoc out out of your PhD, you're not going to know much more than a finishing PhD student. No, you know just whatever was in your thesis. Basically. Exactly, yeah. but people are going to look to you like, oh shit, you know, yeah. you can answer all my questions. You should know all fundamentals of science. Yep, mm. you got to know all of it. And I remember my uh, my my supervisor for my first postdoc. I remember walking up some stairs with him, going, "I hate doing all the finances and that. You're going to do that now." Oh shit! And I was like what how does that work never happened of course mm-hmm. but uh, i remember that um it's testing you yeah what a weird conversation yeah that was strange did you just avoid him on the steps from uh, then on for the rest of the time there he just never mentioned it again thank goodness um that's weird he's probably in major tax problems now <laughs> not, his, not his personal finances <laughs> no the account the account the research accounts <laughs> Uh, And so, yeah, a lot more responsibility. Um, People look to you. And I think if you're doing a postdoc, at some point, you might have an easy run through your undergrad. You might have an easy run through your honours. Ooh, flesh. God, I can see nipples. Cameron just took his top off. Wow, Cameron. You might have, and you might even get an easy time in your PhD if, you know, you've got a postdoc on the project and blah, blah, blah. But when you're you're an actual postdoc, the buck is going to stop with you at some point. And I've had I've had some mm. postdocs come to me and say, "Oh shit, you know, I'm training this person on an instrument, and I've shown them a dozen times, and they don't seem to remember." And mm. my response always is, "Yeah, that happens. So you're going to be expected to do a lot more. Yeah, you're going to be expected to tacitly supervise students a lot. In fact, mm. depending on your supervisor, you might actually end up being the de facto supervisor to a whole group of students." Mm. Mm-hmm. That's quite possible. Yeah, I do miss having like the what per, like a more knowledgeable person above me who I can just ask for advice. Whoa, whoa! I'm just down the corner, <laughs> Cameron. I'm just, just you know, no problem, man. I'm a yeah. stone throw. All right. So, can you help me with my carbon nanotube film deposition? Can't. Bit too busy right yeah. now. Got too much on. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I can talk to you about it and probably give you some pithy advice, but nothing useful. Pithy. That's what I thought. <laughs> did you uh, did you feel different? Like, did you feel stressed because you had all this stuff, or did you just take it in your stride as the big tea bag <sighs> that we all know and love? It was my first postdoc overseas, so I have to say I was more enamoured with being overseas than probably doing the postdoc for the first six months. That's fair enough. My first time overseas, never been overseas. I'm in the UK, close to all these amazing countries. First six months to a year, I did take a few holidays. And see a few sites. Yep. So, no. I imagine they'd come to expect that. They did after a while. I mean, in my third year, though, I remember my boss said, you know, Chris, you don't take many holidays. You know, you should take a break if you want. Didn't see him for four weeks. (laughs) Yeah, I I think that jump 
is always there. But there is there is one thing I wrote down that is good, I think, about doing a postdoc is that you don't have that thesis hanging over you. Mm. And when I did my PhD, I did always feel that. Is that fear of having a write-up at the end? Well, yeah, when you're doing a PhD, I always felt like um, everything I did, I was like, can I put this in my thesis? Mm. Can I put this in my thesis? Because you have this dread and this horrible feeling that it's going to fall apart and you're not going to get it. Mm. When in actual fact, not a, getting it is very hard to do. But it's, yeah. I guess that's also a good filter for you to work out like what's not worth doing. If it's yeah. like, well, this doesn't fit in with my thesis, so I yeah. won't do it. Whereas now, without that, I'm often doing these little side projects. That lead nowhere. Yeah, which mm. I would much, in hindsight, should have just dropped from the beginning and not yeah. even started. So, yeah. the yeah, I mean, the, the not having a thesis, I think, is bad because... But you should be working towards... The goal of your postdoc. Uh, what was that? Well, I mean, if, if, see, for all of the postdocs Publishing. I've done, it's always been really quite defined. Yeah, I've never been in your position where where it's like, oh, you do this project yeah. and this, and you know, or you're paid on twenty percent this one and fifty percent. You know, like it's always been employed to do one thing. So I've always yes. worked towards that, which has been good because it's kept me focused. I mean didn't stop me doing loads of shit but at least i knew where i was going but say with your project that i know the best with the transparent conducting electrodes yeah you were going to be working on transparent conducting electrodes for two years yeah even if you perfected transparent conducting electrodes <laughs> within the first six months yeah yeah i, I was know, always I just... making them better yeah but yeah. But I think in postdocs, there's room for side projects that can be fruitful. Well, well that's the thing. Is it I, can I, yield hanging be, fruit. Because you don't have the thesis and you don't yeah. have the thing, maybe your supervisor would see you as a bit of an easy target for, hey, just try this fanciful idea. Yes. I felt I had more freedom as a postdoc. I could explore some different ideas. You have to work on the main project. Yeah. There's no avoiding But were they that. your ideas or were they other, someone else's ideas? Uh, the side projects were my ideas. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. So the main project you've got, and and the end result is you've got to get papers. Mm. You've got to publish something. If you're on a grant and there's no papers come out of it. I often found, not more, more in Germany, I found myself working on a lot of pilot projects. So new students would be coming in and I would kind of like get it going with them and then just mm -hmm. drop off. Mm. Um, so, does that so I found, so I would have, well, I don't, there wasn't like this overarching thing. Like by the end of this two years, you must have done this. Mm. Um, whereas did you I, I do have that. Of that? Uh, did I? I, I'm not sure. Mm. I would have. Sometimes I would have liked it. So I mean, <clears throat> we're saying we're saying a lot of good or bad things, or maybe you're saying a lot of good things, and I'm saying a lot of bad <laughs> things. Mm. But I, I, I changed my mind, <clears throat> so I don't know the answer. It's, yeah. Okay. And I think that's the way the the way research is. Sometimes you like what you're doing. Sometimes you don't. Yeah, and it's. I mean, a postdoc. If you're on, a, if you're on a project that you're not really into, it's not much fun. If the main project you're working on is mm. something yeah. you're not really into, you don't even have the carrot of a PhD. Yeah, then yeah. that is not that is not a great deal of fun. I have yeah. to admit. Yeah. yeah. Although in Australia, I mean, one thing that we'll talk about is the money, right? Going from a PhD, what was it when I was going through twenty six thousand dollars a year? When to I when I went through, it was fifteen. Was that that was pounds as well, wasn't it? Not Australian dollars. No, no. When I did my PhD in Australia, so it was fifteen thousand dollars tax free mm, yeah. per year. Uh, but I, I mean, Australia was on the pound until the seventies. Uh. Touching, touchy, touche, touchy. Yeah, so that is nice, right? The money aspect of it going from twenty six thousand in my case to what's a low postdoc 60 something so a level level a is the starting yeah so starting it's three rank. times let's say it's just under three yeah. times the amount of money yeah. level a step one is where yeah most people would start yeah. so when the aussie dollar was really strong a few years ago compared to the american dollar mm. i know american postdocs working here would just thought it was amazing how much they were getting paid mm. Mm. So I think very, I think very, very good. Australia and the UK do have particularly high postdoc salaries, whereas mm. in the States, I've heard that it's much, much lower. Um, you're seeing it's much more of an extension of your PhD as opposed to now you're a real scientist. Good luck. Mm. So one thing I was going to say was one thing I learnt or that was different for me, but I didn't learn it my first postdoc, didn't learn it my second postdoc, 
didn't learn it my third or fourth, and that is the game, which we touched on earlier. The game. So I think that's something that changes going from PhD to postdoc, although I would argue some post some PhD students are learning those lessons even during their PhDs. Yeah. Well, we know some PhD students who are pretty skilled, I think, at yeah. pumping out papers, getting them in the right journals, getting yeah. lots of citations, yeah. making sure the H-index um, rises, you know, as it should. I mean, some time. of these PhD students coming out the, the end of their PhD with H-indexes of like 14 or something. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. insane. Yeah, so that that comes down to being able to know how to, how to play the game yeah. and how to... Not manipulate, I guess, but how to maximize your metrics. Yeah, hit the buzzwords. Yeah. Yep. Do the minimum work required for, for a publication. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Cite yourself loads as much as possible. All those things you can do. Um, I didn't learn those till I was a postdoc. Do you think, Cameron, that your life as a PhD student was better or worse than your life as a perpetual postdoc? Oh, don't call me that. <laughs> there's still, there's still, light there's, still the time, there's still time. There's still time. So the I worked significantly less hours as a PhD student. Yeah. Um, but I am probably enjoying the hours at work more now. Okay. And then life in general. I have much less free time now, but I mm-hmm. think I'm enjoying myself more now. So yeah. I think life is better afterwards. Mm-hmm. Mm. There you yeah. go. I think I've got something to do with that. Thanks, Cameron. <laughs> but Andy, I think something that I I find is that everyone always thinks the person be- like in the level below them are idiots. It's shit. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. And I think that yeah. you just, I think another piece of advice is just don't forget that you were a PhD student or an student or an undergraduate mm. student at some point because I'm seeing people like, so I was a big culprit of when I was first doing lab demonstrating of thinking that the people doing the labs knew nothing. Right. So the first, second year students knew absolutely nothing about chemistry. Yeah. And now when I think back, when I was a first, second year chemistry student, I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. And you were so, doing your labs on the bus, remember? Was I? You told me you used to answer the lab questions on the bus. I wouldn't have. On the way into the to the labs, I mean, or at, you wouldn't even do it. At best. <laughs> That's poor. Uh, and so I think that some people kind of just forget how little we knew. So we just all said that when we first did our first research project, that was when we actually had our It's fucking hard, step. yeah. Yeah. And so if, if you're at, at our level, that can be quite frustrating to have to go back again and kind mm-hmm. of reteach these things that have become obvious to us and so that's next sort of advice is just to be patient with with the people below you and mm. to just remember that most of them are just normal how many times do you think your name come up when people were like oh these first years know nothing <laughs> oh when they were talking about me yeah. in the tea room probably a fair bit <laughs> mm. i used i mean yeah because i would just do stupid things as well yeah. as knowing nothing yeah we're all crap at different times. There's no avoiding Actually, it. Yeah. Top tip is no one really knows what they're doing. Yeah, that's probably fair to say. As and you well. only find out what you didn't know, what five years later. And yeah. definitely, <laughs> the people above you don't know everything. No. They are. They are probably going to be wrong sometimes. Our next section is Science This, where we use our transferable science skills to science the shit out of an everyday activity. Mm. And this week, the topic mm. comes from the forum. AndyMatter.net. AndyMatter.net. And it is fashion. 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 Oh, look. Fashion. Fashion. I'm dancing. I'm not sober because I've had half a beer. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Fashion. 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 Yeah. brilliant. All right. Do you know what fashion is to me? I don't have hair that I can make fashionable. No, you definitely don't. You definitely don't. Clothing you wear... To meet some kind of need or requirement. Yeah, and I'm. I, well, that's good. No, I, I think fashion's above that. Above yeah, that? Yeah, no requirement. Yeah. Fashion isn't about requirement, mate. It's about looking good, about fitting in. So it's yeah. just about looking about good. About being yourself. I think so. Sometimes fitting in and being yourself. I don't think those things a, are compatible. It's making no, it's, a statement. A statement. Ma- making a statement. Fitting in <laughs> by being yourself 
and pretending that you you are, you're a goth. Uh, That's what fashion is. Oh my god. Yeah. Anyway, can't do anything with the hair. No. no. No, not in your I, head anyway. No, no, I can plait my bum hair. That's about it. <laughs> plait it and make it into a hat. God, gibbo. And then from the neck down, I haven't got any money to spend on clothes. No. Right? No, no, no. Oh. No, 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 no way. I don't want to be. I don't want to be dealing with that. No. What? What, so what, what, what I, is below your neck is unfortunate. Though. Yeah. Thanks. I'm going to show you. You one should day. drape it in lots of clothing. So what have I got to work with? Uh, My nose, your not face. a great deal. That's a that's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Mm. So don't say yeah. <laughs> acres and then of, acres of forehead. Acres of forehead. Scalp there. Look, guys. Is I'm I want to use the great fashion statement pencil of, neck. Fucking shut up. <laughs> I want to use you the have a thin big fashion <laughs> statement. It's a all right. I'm ready for this. <sighs> State me. Holy shit. Glasses. Holy. Oh, right. I'm gonna okay. fashion glasses. Yeah, because when you when you think of someone that's got fashionable glasses, yeah. who do you think? Not Chris Gibson. Not Gibbo. So he's right down. <laughs> me. In the, yeah. right down. me. The the Gibson lens count is different glasses this week. Yeah, but one lens. One lens. One lens. And very and crooked. Very crooked. <laughs> Your ears are actually really level. I'm amazed that you can get them that crooked. Anyway, no, I, I've sat on these ones a couple of times. So on the, the frames other, are bent. Uh, yeah. The on other the end. Other end of the spectrum. Dame Edna Everidge. Well done. I'm also thinking. Um, I was going to say John Travolta. It's not Elton John. Elton John. <laughs> John Travolta. I've never seen him with no, I mean either. Those that's that's my scale. We got Gibbo to yeah. Elton John. All right. All right. Hold on. Which end of the scale am I? The cool end or the shit end? The shit the really shit end. Yeah. Um so the question I want to know is what are the most fashionable glasses? Okay. So and that- you've got different things, right? Cuz they've got to match your face. Mhm. They've got to be a little bit funky, perhaps, but not too funky, so you look like a hipster. Okay. they got to still sort of fit in, right? It's very yeah. subjective, though. Well, really. here we go. This is how I'm going to science it. are you going to throw science you know, into you, this? You can science subjective things. Yeah, absolutely. With a big enough... Yeah, uh, like cantilevers. Oh, no. Cantilevers what, like a hundred people. <laughs> so... Don't tell me there's a hundred glasses. What's the difference between glasses? You've got big lenses, little lenses, the color, the way they sit on your face. Straight or That's bent. That's about it. Straight or bent in your case. <laughs> One lens, two lens, no lens. <laughs> the hue, the hue, and yep. whether or not the arms are a different color to yep. the main thing, whether or not you've got those lame, and I'm so sorry everyone out there that's got these, the bloody reactive lenses. What are they? You know, the ones where you like walk uh, outside and they turn into sunglasses, but you're in a permanent state of looking like you're blind. What? <laughs> Glasses they, can do that Yeah, now. transition lenses. Oh, They've been out since like the 90s or something. They've never been any good. Oh, okay. Cool. They take hours to change, so you just sat in... Anyway. Um, so, but because we're fashion, because yeah. we're, we're science in fashion... Mm-hmm. I'm doing all of my experiments on 100 people in space <laughs> on the catwalk. Okay. Oh. Right. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to wear nothing but glasses. Oh, Lord. Uh huh. Right. And, uh, yep. Brilliant. And that's going to be hard on the audience. Look. <laughs> is look. this glasses on your face or glasses everywhere? Um, only on the face. But, okay. well, but actually, that's an interesting variable. <laughs> actually, you There should. is no point. And saying that that should be ruled out because if I put glasses on other parts of my body and it makes me more fashionable, mm. then there we are. We've just we're, we're heading in the right direction, right? You can so, wear glasses on your body apart from your face. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, it, I'm gonna have to work myself up, but it will balance. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna walk. I'm gonna wear nothing. First of all, I've gotta have a control. The control is me wearing nothing with no glasses. Okay. All right. I will have to have some help to walk down the catwalk um, because I wouldn't know where it ends. Oh, because you can't see. Yeah, I can't really see. So I will be using a guide dog for that bit. What about contacts? No, no, no. doesn't work. Okay. Because they'll see the the small outline on your iris and they may think they may judge that. Okay. Complete control. Yeah. Zero. Surely the people would just like the guide dog and upvote that. Look, then I'm going to have to subtract the... The guide dog, wouldn't it, by letting the guide dog walk down on the catwalk it, on its own? Wouldn't okay. it be better, like, so people aren't distracted by that travesty below your neck, that you just be a head? 
Well, how would like, I do that, Gibbo? Just, just a giant head. What if you're you're you can in make some kind of, of your... like coffin where only your face is showing? Oh, no, like coffin tube. I got a walk. Coffin tube. <laughs> no, no, yeah, none I know of these what you guys. Mean. So just his head sticking up. Yeah, and the rest of his body's exactly. covered in like none cement. Of, none or of these. That's not fashion. <laughs> That's not fashion. Fashion is catwalking, walking. All right. So how how are how are how are people scoring? How people scoring? How fashionable you are? I'm going to give everyone in the in the audience hundred people. Let's say 150, (laughs) just to spice things up. Yeah. Jesus, you're changing it up. (laughs) I'm going to give them a camera with a flash on it, and I'm going to measure the light intensity as I walk down the aisle. The more flashes, the more fashionable, because they want to capture this moment. Uh, uh, uh. We're also going to go with um, applause. So if I walk out and they're like, those glasses are brilliant. And also um, gasps. There's going to be a little oh. microphone for a gasp. <gasps> like, <gasps> yeah, oh, wow. Like Ooh. those sort of things. What about grimaces of pain? No, no, there'll be none of that, because this is pure fashion. Vomit? Uh, no, gasp. Dry, that would be in the gasp. Dry wretches? In the gasp. They may be so enthralled by my <laughs> fashionable glasses that they may have a little vomit. What about the sound of people running out of the room? They're locked in. <laughs> and they're chained to their seats. So, and their heads are locked, pointing at the catwalk. Screams of terror? Um, no, no, they've had their tongues removed, so they can only gasp. <laughs> See, I've got answers for all You're this. You're skewing the results here. Anyway, uh, continue, um, continue. And so what I'll do is I'll go out with different styles of, of glasses and mm-hmm. I'll measure all those. And the one thing I'm going to do is obviously then plot it all together, create a little heat map. Yeah, in, ob- obviously. Yeah. Oh, you then, like heat maps, don't you? And then yeah, wherever yeah. it's the hottest, I'm saying that's where the most fashionable because I reckon fashion can go too far. I'm mm. going to wear some wild glasses and people are going to be like, nah, I don't like that. They're fashion but they're not right. Yeah. And I feel like it's going to be somewhere in the middle, but my experiment will let us all know. I mean, you're wearing glasses right now. Yeah. When you chose that pair, you must yeah. have done something pretty similar to what you just said yeah. about choosing you know, the right glasses for your face, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. How did that go? Um, I put them on yeah. and I said to Kate, these? Yeah. And she went, hmm. Uh-huh. Tried another pair. These ones? No, I preferred the other ones. All right. What about yeah. these? And that was it. I've tried on three pairs. No, at least you and, didn't uh, have to see you naked. No, but that actually, interestingly, <laughs> I very rarely, like the glasses are the first things to come off. Yeah. It's wow. weird. Yep. So glasses off, then I get nude. So <sighs> I think it's because I don't like the look of myself in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> that answer your question? Well, I guess so. And uh, how do you like, are you happy? Why are you not happy? <laughs> I can't. It's so you're, loaded. Uh, you're, you're, you're really sort of. Oh God! Weaseling your way around the topic oh, here. God. This is this is like me sending an email. Is <laughs> getting around the topic, not quite hitting the point. Look, yeah, I'm happy. Okay. Why? What of no. it? Why? Well, so I think they look good on you. Thanks, man. They Cheers. Suit- but what? <laughs> I feel a fucking face. butt coming. They remind they me. They see your face. They do. I'm just wondering. Do you predict? Much of a change between your current glasses and which glasses would win this wow factor at yeah, a catwalk. These aren't fashionable. These are science glasses. They're black. Yeah. They're square. They're not massive. Okay. They're not fashion. They're sent. They're so practical. would you be happy to wear whatever the other guys? Yeah. We- okay. Yeah. So they Absolutely. look a lot like there was a Greek folk singer back in the seventies called Nana Muscuri, and they look a lot like hers. No, no one listening to this what will get that reference. Hell? Where do you come from? <laughs> I was born in the seventies. The past. Man. I was born. I was born in the past. <laughs> Give over to you. All right. Um, I've got a couple of ideas. No one. All right. It's going to be a quick one. Um, now, Good. usually I bring francium. But today, although arguably I have to admit, Bringing I have brought the most <laughs> valuable material on the planet Earth. Pandas. Pandas? Mm. No, no. I have brought antimatter. Do you know how much antimatter is worth? You can't buy antimatter. 62.5 trillion US dollars per gram. Antimatter is made all the time. Yeah, and it's expensive. And I buy it from CERN, by the way, Cameron, the CERN laboratory. I don't even it's know. It's a particle smasher. Why has this gone weird? Come on. Anyway, all right. So um, <laughs> that's me. Why is this science podcast talking about science? <laughs> <laughs> it's me up in the ante. So Matter. for me, fashion Ooh, is about wearing clothes to make yourself look beautiful. 
Okay. Yeah. It's my religion. I mean, Look at me. Yeah. I was going to say, I can tell that yeah. that's your philosophy on Look life. at me. Does your shirt say sport or is Spifter. that... Spifter. Spifter. I've got a few Spifter. The fuck? I didn't know. My, <laughs> <laughs> my shirt says something. <laughs> free, Spifter. It says free resties on the back. <laughs> <laughs> it's about looking beautiful. And you do look beautiful. Now, what is the most beautiful thing in the universe? A sunset. A newborn baby. The human body. Mm. Okay. Right. So I've, I'm going to have clothing that is easy to use, yep. functional, yep. easy to wear, yep. and is going to conform to every wrinkle and beautiful crevice All right. on my body <laughs> because I'm a human being oh, and God. the human body is beautiful. Uh-huh. Ergo, I am beautiful. Yes. So We're going to meat suit here? No, it's clothes in a can. <laughs> Spray on clothing. Oh. Love it. All right. Okay. Spray you well, they do, you've seen that they do the body painting. There's the body painting festivals, right? Don't tell me someone's already fucking thought no, of it. No, it's body idea. paint. It takes ages. It's an arty thing. <laughs> this is the laundry one all over again now. <laughs> yeah. So similar to that, yeah. I'm walking into a chamber <laughs> and I'm getting sprayed with a porous silicone mesh. Yeah, delicious. All over my body. It conforms nice. to every uh, bit. Why is the conforming so important to you? Because my, I'm beautiful. I'm beautiful. I'm so beautiful. My body's beautiful because it's human body. Yeah. And I am human. <laughs> I have to keep stating that. And so I need something that's going to hug to it. Yeah. And people only go, that's a human and that's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> that's a human. <laughs> Do you really need... Something like that. Are you, is it not that obvious? How, I reckon it would take me about three days to get used to seeing the crevices on your body. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I think you get used to it quicker than you think. Three days. That's pretty fast. So I'm wearing... That sounds like a scientific experiment. Yeah. Get nude and I will, we'll start the timer. All right. All right. We can do that over radio, can't we? Sorry. Yeah. No, this the computer radio. So <laughs> whatever we're on. Whatever this magical ether is. So closing the can, yeah. uh, you put it on. Yep. Very easy to apply. Yep. You walk around all day. It's yep. form fitting. It's mm. hugging. Mm. You look beautiful. Mm. Yep. End of the day, mm. it sort of hardens. It's like a rubber. You just peel it off. Uh, what about you? You've you got any body hair? I can't remember. Um, little does bits. It, does it peel off? Places. Does it yeah. peel off the body hair? Well, that's one of the advances. Advantages you get a you get a body wax at the end of the day. Oh God! So when you finish, you're nice and smooth like a dolphin. That sounds <laughs> that sounds painful. Yeah. What about when you when you need to go to the bathroom? Yeah, you have to pick a little hole. Yeah, around the that's anus. a tough one. Um, <laughs> so you you'll have to tear a section off, <laughs> do your business. <laughs> And then you'll have to get back in the chamber and the chamber will have to just localise the, the spray no, on no, mate. clothing no. area. I reckon it's wet wetsuit rules. What's that you mean? Just, you just Take it, it all off. No, no, you're weighing it. Yeah. What about oh, poo though? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you, you do. Wetsuit, do you know yeah. what? I, so Kate, my partner, she's like around surfy people all the time. Yeah. And I found out about um, a, what they call it, sea bog or sea turd or something. Yeah. or And they poo in their wetsuit. And they let it flow up. They no. like make space for it. No, yeah. That's not a thing. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's not a thing. Yeah. It's not a yeah. thing. Yeah. It's not a thing. Yeah. It's just not. Yeah. Anyway, sea bog. This one. Continue. No, I'm, I'm actually interested in this. So let, you, a, you, 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 let a poo out and then you let it work its way out. Up, up around your face. Up around your face. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It's, it's just not a thing. Yeah, it is, mate. Yep. So no, no, in, it's too. In the, this material, what you could do is when you wee and excrete, yeah. the suit will actually um, absorb and filter out all the all that material. A bit like a still suit off the movie June. Yeah. Yeah. And the pumping action of walking pumps the water around your body. you got a little tube so you can drink on the, um, the waste <laughs> Poo juice. <laughs> well, it's all, it's all filtered. It's all filtered. I'm not drinking poo juice through my suit. It's just recycled water, Andy. Trust the science. Yeah. Poo you're, juice. You're lost, mate. You're lost. <laughs> when you're thirsty and you're sitting beside me and I'm in my my clothes in a can yeah. and you're like, God, I'm parched, Gibbo. Yeah. And you'd, you'd share some of your poo and juice. And I'm like, hold on. <laughs> Have some of this. <laughs> Clonk. <laughs> and then you're like, mm, Gibbo. Mm, mm, that's lovely. That's lovely Sucking waste at water. the teat of Gibbo. There you go. Delicious. Um, Yep. And that's it. That's it. That's it. I'm scienced out. That's it. My simple yet elegant 
Amazing idea. That's Clothes beautiful. in the can. Well done. Bring it on. Well done, Do you think that would ever go out of fashion? Never. No, because the Never. human body is beautiful. Yeah. The human body is beautiful. In summer, I wear different clothes than what I do in winter. Oh, yeah. Is there a warm version of... of uh, oh, what is what's it called? Clothes in the can. So clothes in the can, if you want a thicker layer, you stand in the clothes in the can chamber a bit longer. Okay. And then you have a thicker thicker uh, silicone rubber sealant. For a thinner one, you stand in there for less time. I want my one to be transparent. Oh, actually, if you really wanted to, it could be like like cling film thin. What? Gibbo, why can't we just be naked? Oh, well, that's taken taken it to a new level. What what does the clinging silicone thing provide? It wouldn't provide much more. Well, you can't, if you want to, if you want to like maybe have it a bit sparkly or different colors, you can't really do that. Stop pointing at your nipples. (laughs) And that's what you could do with clothes in a can. You could change the color if you wanted to. Okay. Maybe even apply a, a crude collar or something like that. Yeah. A crude <laughs> collar? <laughs> a, col- a, co- a collar imprint? <laughs> I imagine if you... If you're feeling debonair, maybe a, 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 a scarf imprint on it or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you're just going to look like those novelty aprons. I'm glad I've gone last. <laughs> Far out. All right. I, I'm sure the one of you are going to do this one. Now, the future of fashion when it comes to the science yep. is wearable technology. Yep. Yep. Yeah, oh, boring. Yeah, yeah. What? Well, it's obvious, isn't it? You're just going to put a computer in your suit, aren't you? So wearable technology is you're adding electronic components to your clothing. Mm-hmm. You mean like a toaster? So a good example is you could somehow, well, you stitch in a very small and thin battery, say, into your pants. You're the battery man. Yep. Um, and so that's, I mean, they're so small now, you wouldn't, it wouldn't make it uncomfortable at all. And you can also include, say, in your pocket, an induction-type charger. So these, this could be charging your mobile phone while it's sitting in your pocket. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's a brilliant piece of wearable tech. Um, Lose using all the lingo, wearable tech. And so I actually thought you guys were going to do it, but what I... What I thought I would do to be different to what you guys were going to say, which you didn't end up saying, is that I'm going to, I've come up with some specific wearable tech for each of you. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Yes. All right. So the question is for this battery and the charger is what could the power source be? Oh. Mm. All right. Ooh. Gibbo. For you. Oh, this is going to be offensive. Yes. Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) For you, I'm going to include a thermoelectric generator inside in your pants. And how the way that these work is... A fire in my pants. ...is that they convert heat into electricity. (laughs) And I thought, what is a warmer spot than between... (laughs) Then between Gibbo's thighs as he's walking around the building. For there a man, could, there, there could very well be a lot of heat down there. I mean, for a man that's so hot in that region, it's amazing you were able to have any children because the sperm are surely just dying in that that's heat. That's how virile I am. That's how virile I am. I mean, that's it. Like, all that heat should be making me sterile. Yeah. But it's overcompensated by pure mega manness. And so, therefore, the sperm gets out. Perfect. All right. And so, I mean, the thermoelectric generators, famous for being used in spacecraft. And in the spacecraft, the heat comes from the fact that nearby they have a radioactive energy source, such as plutonium. It gives off gamma rays, that heats up a thing, and uh, that's uh, causing the temperature. Mm -hmm. And so, Gibbo, I mean, I'm not sure what's coming out of your area, but maybe area. Maybe there's some radioactive material as well that can be supplying some of this heat. You're saying my, my groin could power spacecraft. That's what you're telling uh, me. That's what I'm hearing anyway. Yeah. <laughs> or it could charge your phone if you were ever to buy a new phone in your life, which is unlikely. Yeah, true. Nexus Galaxy 4. Stood the test of time. I have no idea. Mine's a galaxy of some sort. Mm. Can you tell what my phone is just by looking at it? Yeah. Because mm, I'm not from the late 20s. <laughs> I'm not from the past. <laughs> All right, so oh, Andy. here we go. All right, come on, get come. We were having such a lovely time. I can only imagine what uh, what uh, you're powering and with what. All right, so man, Andy, obviously, obviously, there's a little bit of um, real estate on top of you. 
Fuck. I knew it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I knew yeah, it. Yeah. There's oh, a yeah. solar farm, solar energy farm <laughs> yeah. on the top of there. There's a solar yeah. energy farm oh, yeah. space. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah. On the top of your head. So I'm thinking, I first thought, bit of uh, some solar cells sitting in your bald patch. It's not a bald patch. <laughs> It's my hairstyle. Painted <laughs> solar paint like you did in your PhD. Yeah, there we are. Solar yeah. paint. So, two things: it's charging your your batteries for your pants. And don't say it's yeah. <laughs> and I like my hair as it is. I don't need to look like all you losers with your full heads of hair. All right, and Thank it's you. uh, it's uh, on top of your head. Yep. Now, but I got a better idea. Ooh, for who? you oh great he looked at you when he said that this is not gonna end well <laughs> lulling it? you into a false sense of security <laughs> oh he's back on the gibbo thank yes. god <laughs> now solar like direct photovoltaics aren't that popular at the moment but what is very popular is solar thermal oh you can reflect the sunlight from his head onto a heating element yes yeah. <laughs> jesus i mean I'm, I'm fucking right here and i'm under a normal light and it's blinding so it's burning my retina. solar thermal and solar thermal uses mirrors yeah to yeah. direct the sunlight onto a particular spot containing an oil or something it gets hot it powers a turbine you get energy and you on, worked I, in this i did field? yeah am i yeah. Am I walking around with an accompanying like thermal tower? Just a little one. <laughs> On what? It's the you, wheels. You, you're gonna have to. <laughs> you're gonna and have I've to, always got to look the same way. You're wearing like what's what's it called? The hat that golfers wear. I can't ask you, Andy. Where it's where it's only a brim. It's like a, a thing that goes around the back of your head. Oh, the accounting. Just, a hat. visor. Visor. So you're yeah. wearing a visor. So we're not right. we're not disrupting the shininess. Of your bald head. Thank you. But it can still reflect directly onto this like small a, tower. Like a mirrored satellite dish encompassing <laughs> your dome. Be quiet, On the visor, you. that gets hot. hot. <laughs> it, it, it pumps a turbine yeah. in the visor yeah, uh, and that powers the battery, which can then be used to power your phone. Wouldn't that be nice? I, yeah, look, I think it's a lovely idea. Yeah. As long as Gibbo's the person pulling the small solar thermal tower oh, it's around. It's powered by my groin, so uh, no How about that? God, well, we join it up. Joining it together. So I reflect you sunlight groin. onto <laughs> your groin and we power your thermal battery. Do it. Yeah, and, and you've got massive pockets. You can be charging both of your phones. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. We're onto something here. We're onto it does something. mean I do have to look like my head's got to be pointing at your groin for most of the day. Well, that's how it usually goes. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there we go. That's, Perfect. That's well how like personalized wearable tech. That's the future of fashion. All right. Yeah. Well so done, actually, I, I, I take it back. Mine was brilliant because yours were both rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I did bring antimatter and you guys brought matter. Music is provided by the awesome Adelaide-based band Voice Rom. Please check out their stuff on their Bandcamp website. Also, remember to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app, like other Facebook page, join in the forum. Anybatter.net. Buy our mugs and leave us a review on wherever you get this delicious podcast. Yum, yum, yum. Cameron, sponsor for the week. You were just listening to Publish Parish, your podcast, and it was brought to you this week by our future sponsor... Closed in a can. Yes. Closed in a can. Yes. Spray your little folds in that. <laughs> Spray your little folds in that. There you go. <laughs> Dig out a poo space and respray. Oh, I love it. Thank you, Schmoopy. All right, final farewells. Goodbye from Falcon. Bye. Bye. Oh, you didn't teabag me, see? <laughs>